Oh, good day to you once again, audio podcast. So, in this episode, I just want to talk briefly about the inspiration and education around why I'm doing this as like a solo audio podcast when like the vast majority of other people are... Oh, bumblebee right by my head. Oh, that was massive. Yeah, the vast majority, I think, of other people do it more like interview style. So they have like two plus people on it. One uh, asks the questions, the other one um, does the answers, question and answer, Q&A style and all that, which is t- traditional podcast interview, answer, question, gather guest, all that sort of style. So yeah, okay. The inspiration and education behind it comes from The Diary of a CEO by Stephen Bartlett because he he reads stuff from his diary and the solo style on his podcast, but he also has guests on as well, you know, fellow CEOs on something. So he, he mixes it up both ways. But that's where the inspiration comes from because he does it really good and I think that just sort of suits their this uh, podcast more than my sort of style, although I'm happy to, you know, be a guest at at some point on other people's podcasts who do it you know their way so that, that that's the um you know the inspiration and education around why i chose solar audio podcast because it just works so well uh for steven in his game and the, the entrepreneurship um ceo business social media game but obviously my game and my lane is slightly different but um yeah the feedback i get suggests that it works well for me anyway so that's where it come from so uh gratitude and appreciation to you Stephen, for that thanks very much so bear this in mind so this is called the diary of a ceo where he he writes stuff in his diary and he reads them out to you so i suppose for this episode i won't have to call this um the notes of a nature connection promoter hey because i've got um i don't really have like a like a diary but i do write notes what nature connection stuff so i've wrote some notes uh for this so my first note you know one like them post-it notes them yellow things you stick on the wall well, that, that's why i just use them you know just yeah i just always use them all the time anyway okay so the notes of a nature connection promoter here's my first note for today then inspiration and education new school versus old school so this relates specifically uh, to what i was talking about just then stephen bartlett so Okay, Stephen is the same age as my little brother, so I think he's about like 26, and my brothers are like, Matt's going to be 23 next week, Andrew's 26. So I'm getting inspiration and education from a 26-year-old, and I'm 38. So this is what I'm talking about, new school versus old school inspiration and education let's go way back to back in the day old school so back in the day we used to learn from like the wise old man you know the wise old guru do you know your elders all that didn't you you know even like 10 15 years ago it was always someone older than you who was like the wiser because they lived in the experience and stuff like that so you always used to get your, your advice and your 
you know, personal development coaching, usually from someone who's older than you, back in the day old school. But the new school is, for people, there's a bit of a, I don't know whether there still is or not, but a bit of a stigma about being inspired and getting educated by someone younger than, especially in personal development. There's a lot of stuff Gary Vee talks about, you know, the 22-year-old life coaches, what are they doing? They're only 22. How can they be life coaches at 22? All that kind of stuff. I mess about saying too many life coaches on, on Instagram. This is the thing, but this is why I wanted to bring this up as this note. I'm being honest and saying... I'm getting inspiration and education from someone, you know, 12 years younger than me in relating to how to do some audio communication in the modern digital internet landscape. So appreciation to the young crew rocking it, internet and whatever you're doing, you know, I'll learn from it. I'm happy to, even though I'm a like borderline sort of old school-ish type young school fella. So yeah, there you go. Thanks very much, Steve. Young guy, educate me inspiration from the youngsters thanks very much don't have to be a wise old man anymore you can be a young dude or a great girl doing great stuff and we can all learn from the young people and the old people that's what i'm trying to say uh, that's a note number one anyway so i'm learning how to communicate the nature connection stuff from young people younger than me and people older than me whereas back in the day you'd look for people older than you all the time if that makes sense here we go okay so number two the note is older family and younger family so this relates to what, what i'm talking about so i'm thinking about older family members so like parents and grandparents and ancestors you know past few days past weeks and also the younger family members so you know my kids younger brothers uh, nieces nephews etc to the older ones and the younger ones just having a little think about the differences in the worlds that we lived in, you know, for the, you know, um, for example, my dad, my granddad, their dads, they, they don't live in the internet world, you know what I mean? They just don't go on the internet. Obviously, there was no internet for the ancestors, but um, yeah, but the new school kids, niece, nephews, all younger brothers, it's the internet world. So I'm just trying. I was just trying to just have a nice little think about like. The lives of the, the older people and the ancestors and you were just different, just thinking about the whole internet, non-internet world. And of course, major connection back in the day was obviously, you know, people done it more, but like we got the opportunity to promote it more at scale now with the way the internet is. So that's the way I was thinking anyway for note two, older family and younger family. Which brings me on to being in the middle of all that sort of thing. So note number three, the oldest millennial in the world. So yeah, I've, I've, me and my brother's going to be 23 next week and I'm 38. So we used to do a thing um, a couple of years ago called old millennial versus young millennial. It was when we were uh, training for, to do like um, chain running, like an obstacle course race, you know, I've done, done a few videos, old millennial versus young millennial. Because he's one of the youngest millennials on that spectrum and I'm one of the oldest being an 81. But I, I was just thinking, I wonder, I made a YouTube video asking, I wonder who feels like they are the oldest millennial in the world. I feel like I'm the oldest millennial in the world sometimes, you know. I don't know, just, just a funny one. It's just like a mad little 
thing that I feel the oldest millennial in the world nature connection promoter <laughs> so there we go yeah so yeah that, that relating to nature connection um I remember growing up as a kid being outdoors a lot uh, as you know a lot of people did back then but there was no internet so we were I think we were probably outdoors playing outdoors and nature for longer than the kids do these days because they mix it up now um, with internet games and there was loads of computer games and stuff back then but the intensity of the um, the leisure time and just time in general uh, I think kids uh, are obviously obviously online more now because there was no online for us back in the 80s early 90s you know what I'm saying though there's uh, there's so many more options now. Let's say that with the internet, for, you know, we, we it was like play in the park or play someone else do board games, a few computer games on your bike, etc. There's less options. I can actually book like bombarded with different options now, and it's that scale so you can connect with people around the world online now for the kids. I was just 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 thinking about that the differences. So people age, you know, thirty five to forty five. Uh, they've lived in like you could say completely different worlds but in the internet world now where we live through the internet and we live we grew up in the non-internet world so it's just a bit of a, a bit of a mad time for people aged 35 to 45 i think so yeah you know the millennial crossovers like around 80 81 um, so they're saying so i just thought i just feel like the oldest millennial in the world May 1981, so yeah, yeah, that was a little, good little video. Okay, number four, this is really back to my kind of stuff, nature connection. So it says, walk in the woods versus Shimonyoku forest bathing. So whenever you see people promoting Shimonyoku forest bathing online, you always get someone back messaging back, saying, isn't it just a walk in the woods? Uh, people have been walking in the woods for years. Loads of people walk in the woods. Why are you calling it Shimonyoku from Japan? Why are you calling it Forest Bay when it's just a walk in the woods? You know, okay, let me tell you the difference between a walk in the woods and Shimonyoku forest bathing. Just from my experience, okay, this is a walk in the woods. I get the train to Ainsdale train station and I think, right, I've got two hours to get to um, Freshfield train station. Right, what I'm going to do, I'm going to walk through Ainsdale Sand Dunes National Nature Reserve, through National Trust Formby, and then down to Freshfield Station. So in my mind, I've got two hours, and I blast through them woods, a power walk through. I'm getting the photon sides through from the trees, so it's good for me health and well-being, but my mind is on, right, I've got two hours, I've got to get from Ainsdale Station to Freshfield Station, through them woods, and I've got two hours through, so I walk through them, them woods, really quick just to get there on time blast through the woods nice little walk through the woods thinking right looking at the watch walking through and that is a walk through the woods in my experience shimrinyoku forest bathing in my experience is slightly different because i get to the forest environment wherever that may be let's just say around Ainsdale sand dunes national nature reserve and national trust formby call it liverpool bay forest and then i just literally just wander around slowly sauntering just wandering round and round i'm not necessarily going anywhere any train station no time all i do is just wander around look at the trees 
Look at the red squirrels. Take me sandals off. Bear me bare feet on the ground. Just a little wonder. Smell the smells. I'll just have something to eat. Maybe an apple, banana, something like that. Scott Jack. You know what I mean? I'll look around and I'll just wonder. And I won't even notice the time. I won't be thinking about anything else. Apart from just all the nature that I'm just with. Taking in the forest atmosphere and just wandering. So that is the difference between a walk in the woods and Shimonyoku forest bathing, in my experience anyway. So there you go. Another example is some people have seen taking the dogs for a walk and they're on the phones, walking through the woods, head down, looking at the phone, dog in the other hand. That's walking in the woods, it certainly is. Another people are very mindful of the five senses, call it natural mindfulness. And they're looking up at the trees, they're not looking at the phone, they're not chatting to the mate. They're just immersing themselves in the natural environment for a short period of time. They're not walking fast trying to get to a destination, they're just sauntering, wandering around, taking it all in, five senses style natural mindfulness style so there you go that's my take on the difference between a walk in the woods and shimonyoku forest bathing take care podcast